You're listening to the In All Podcast. This episode tells the story of a misfit, messed up, or marginalized person in the Bible. Someone who found grace when they were expecting judgment. Someone whom Jesus surprised with welcome, love, or forgiveness. These stories are curated by Mercy Street, a church community in Houston, Texas. We believe God is in all places and working in all people to create a safe harbor of hope and restoration. Go to inallexperience.org to find your story in all stories and see how we all find God in all our stories. I lived in New York City the summer of 2007. And one Friday, I had two experiences uh, riding the New York subway that have really become like parables for me. Uh, Parables are those stories which teach us more about ourselves, teach us about God, and perhaps what we truly desire. Now, you may know there are rules to riding the subway in New York. A good friend of mine who grew up there explained to me that for a lot of people, the subway is their small window of silence and personal space. So here are some of the rules. Get on, move towards a seat, preferably towards the middle, and don't make eye contact with a single person. You can sleep, but don't let your head bobble on the shoulder of the person next to you. Do not, at any time expense make small talk (laughs) and when your stop arrives quickly exit with your elbows out so uh, early that friday morning i boarded the number two train to head to the upper west side where i was working i was put in putting in my earphones minding my own business and several minutes into the ride three new york pd officers made their way from another car to the car where i was sitting You see, there was a woman who was sleeping across three seats, and she was deep in sleep, or maybe she was passed out. One of the officers approaches her, puts on his plastic protective gloves, and taps her on the shoulder. He tries to wake her up and asks, do you want to go to the hospital? I'm catching bits and pieces of the conversation. I wonder if he really means the hospital, or is it code for jail? He once again tries to wake her up and says, look, it's rush hour. People want to sit down. You can't sleep here. Let's go. Get up. Slowly, she sits up. She shakes her head. She doesn't want to go to the hospital. She sits up and leans against the side of the train, falling asleep once the officers leave. As I watched this unfold, again, trying to not make direct eye contact and break one of the rules, Uh, My heart is broken for this elderly woman. She clearly uh, has not showered in a while, has not changed her clothes. She's probably slept on the train the entire night. I kind of glance around the subway car, seeing if anybody notices what's going on, and my eyes become locked on a man sitting across from me. His brow is furrowed. He seems saddened, concerned, and filled with empathy. I would, I guess, define empathy as when you can see the the God identity, the sacred identity in another person. You see their suffering and you extend your heart towards them. It's different from compassion. Compassion is when you not only extend your heart, but you come alongside, you suffer with another person and you extend your hands and feet. 
Well, back to the woman. The officers had left. She is falling asleep again, and a few passengers board the train at the next stop, sit right next to her, which wakes her up completely. At this point, she stands, opens the exterior door that leads in between the separate subway cars. She grabs the bars on both sides of the cars and stoops down. This dangerous space has now become her personal outhouse. She finishes what she's doing, slides the door back open, and reclaims her seat and falls back asleep. I reached my stop, exited the train, and leave the woman to her rest, but she never leaves my thoughts the rest of the day. What should I have done? What do we do when we see someone suffering or in pain? What does it mean to love our neighbor, to extend generosity, to extend empathy and compassion? Jesus teaches in Luke chapter 6, specifically verses 27 through 38. He teaches that empathy and compassion are these deep currents that run underground. They're not always seen, but they are these, uh, they're like currents of God's generous love. Here's what Jesus says, Uh, Luke 6, verse 31. Here's a simple rule of thumb for your behavior. Ask, what do you want people to do for you? And then grab the initiative and do it for them. If you only love the lovable, do you expect a pat on the back? Run of the mill sinners do that. If you only help those who help you, do you expect a medal? Garden variety sinners do that. If you only give for what you hope to get out of it, do you think that's charity? Even the stingiest of pawnbrokers does that. But Jesus said, I tell you, love your enemies. Help and give without expecting a return. You'll never, I promise, you'll never regret it. Live out your God identity the way our Father lives in us, generously, graciously. And God does this for us even when we're at our worst. Our Father is kind, so you also be kind. In a crowded city like New York, or maybe where I live now in Houston, Texas, people do have little space that is their own. We live crowded lives, we lead really busy lives, and yet there are these invisible caverns that separate us. Empathy is that current that runs underground that begins to connect us. Empathy is what draws us to be able to see the other as God has created them. But empathy can also leave us to remain paralyzed with fear and uncertainty because we feel the chasm. We don't know what it means to help another. And so we need a spirit of compassion to move us into action, to move us into a place of generosity and love. Father Gregory Boyle, the Jesuit priest and founder of Homeboy Industries, says this in his book, Tattoos on the Heart. Here is what we seek, a compassion that can stand in awe at what the poor have to carry, rather than stand in judgment at how they carry it. You might say compassion is the uh, expression of the grace and the generosity of God to stand beside another. That day, as I sat across from the woman in the subway, a thousand thoughts flooded my mind. I had empathy, and yet I was paralyzed by this chasm that seemed to separate us. 
But I wonder if compassion that day would have been extending uh, eye contact, direct eye contact with this woman, asking her name, perhaps extending a cup of coffee to her, or at a deeper level, investing in organizations that are able to provide support and long-term care. Empathy and compassion run deep underground. And God invites us to give our lives away and not just give them away with uh, in our small circles of familiarity, but to give them away generously and to start small and to start with what we have. Well, that Friday, I also had a second experience on the subway that showed me just how deep empathy and compassion can run. Uh, I was boarding... Uh, that same train, um, this time coming back from LaGuardia Airport. Uh, I boarded the train at 125th Street and Malcolm X Boulevard, right in the middle of Harlem. Um, being a single woman on my own late on a Friday night, I picked a crowded train, quickly found a seat, didn't make eye contact, but I noticed at the end of the train that a man was playing his bass guitar. He had a small amp, and so uh, the music was filling the train, and most people were Uh, either sleeping or had their headphones in, but he was just playing his music. (laughs) Slowly, others began to take out their earphones, put down their newspaper, and pay attention. He was playing everything from Otis Redding to The Temptations to Police to U2. He was really good. Well, he started to cross the chasm. (laughs) He started to offer what gift he had of music. And so he would say, hey, you, the guy with the beautiful girlfriend, this one's for you. And he would start playing uh, a nice romantic song. And then he picked out a man on the train who had a nice jacket, fancy shoes, and he said, I bet you like jazz. He started playing jazz music for him. He made eye contact with me and he said, hey, uh, white girl, Yep, that was my defining feature on this train boarded in Harlem. He said, I bet you like this song, and he started playing Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head. Everyone was really laughing, and for a brief few moments, this community was formed. He started playing a game, Name That Tune, and everyone on the train was guessing, and it was this beautiful expression of seeing this man offer what he had, his his God-given gift of music. In this crowded train, the chasm was crossed. Empathy and compassion were extended, and for a moment we were all able to connect to this deep current, this deep current of what I would say is God's boundless grace and love. So I invite you to look around you. What is it that separates you from others? What, What is it that keeps Maybe you paralyzed in fear and uncertainty of knowing how to help the poor and the brokenhearted. Where can you extend empathy and compassion to give away your life while at the same time recognizing we're not superheroes? In order to give, we have to receive and rest and be restored. But maybe from this teaching in Luke chapter 6 and these two parables of of the subway ride, maybe there is something that can teach us of how we can extend our lives to others and connect to this deep current of empathy and compassion that runs within us, this generous love and grace and mercy of God that we are called to extend to one another. 
Thanks for listening. When we gather in homes or coffee shops to listen to the In All podcast, we've saved you a seat. Go to inallexperience.org to check out locations for the In All groups in Houston.